Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And yes, sir. We are covering season three episodes, what is it, 11 through 13? Uh, 10 to 13. Remember, I yes, yes, I watched right. one short the other day. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Um, so, all right. Uh, okay, so since we're finishing off the season, there's a there's a lot to talk about here, like a lot, a lot. Um, <laughs> what do you think now that we finish season three? What do you think of season three as a whole, the section that we are about to cover, and then just the show overall as a whole from season one to season three? Uh, it, it it's starting to like see. This is when I get hooked on shows. So let's let's put it like this: If you ever want to show me a show, you have to power it out like three seasons because then you start to like it and you're like oh yeah this is good now i have now i now i'm invested in amos trying to punch somebody in the face and having no soul oh well and you know holden's losing his mind but not losing his mind which is nuts because that means the proto molecule is a conscious being consciousness is at a different level than the humans i'm supposing and you know I don't know. I just I I like the I like that we're getting more towards the sci-fi part of it because before I could just oh yeah this could it was happen more science this could happen now it's more fi. this could happen yeah yeah now we're getting a little bit more of the fi and I'm starting to like but then again if you think about it and if you deeply think about how big our universe is like this stuff could be true too <laughs> we just don't know yeah, it yeah 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 no I agree and the alien so far is not so outwardly um sci-fi-ish i guess unless you count the protomolecule which that wasn't even an alien so much as just something that infected a human being so you know hence the humanoid figure right uh but a protomolecule alien like thing which kind of grows like a virus that seems i don't know about more plausible but just seems like more realistic than a humanoid alien well yeah because we can relate it to a fungus you know right. what I mean? Like you're really yeah, into yeah. a fungus. I guess that, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So um one thing that I did want to cover and I wanted to make sure I wanted to bring up now mostly because I didn't want it to be brought up later. Um season three was the last episode, or sorry, the final season of the expanse before it was basically canceled. Um uh, I heard about that. That's right. Yes. So the the show was on sci fi, S Y F Y. Uh, which, for those of you who are younger, it, sci-fi used to be called, it was S-C-I-F-I, yeah, uh, channel. And it had some of the worst CGI, awful TV shows, like just awful, awful content through and through. Like, I, there's not a lot that the sci-fi channel has brought ever since we were kids to now that was worthwhile. Um and I was actually very surprised when I saw the trailer for The Expanse when it looked really good, and I saw that it was on the Sci-Fi channel. But I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and give it a try. But regardless, it did get canceled at Sci-Fi after season three. And I was devastated. I was <laughs> like, there's, I've, I've dealt with uh, canceled TV shows in the past. Mm -hmm. I absolutely have. But never like this. This, this one just... Absolutely. It hurt your heart, huh? Yeah, yeah, it hurt me. I okay. So and then after that, we started this whole save the expanse campaign. Um, hashtag save the expanse on Twitter. 
we were trying to get like someone to buy it and then there's uh teasing about netflix because netflix distributed um, the expanse in canada so there was like you know netflix was trying to expand its uh catalog repertoire yeah some people were trying to uh hint at maybe what about hbo and then amazon prime threw his hat in the race and then we just were unsure right like because even if you buy it like Netflix, for example, Netflix is notorious for canceling their shows after a season or two, even just because yeah. the second season does a little bit worse than the first season. So we're like, do we do we jump on a Netflix wagon <laughs> only for mm-hmm. it to get canceled after two seasons anyways? Um, or do we, you know, but would we rather have two more seasons than nothing at all? It, it was like it was a tough time for us expand and understand at that time the community was tiny. Like, like right. the experience community right now is already, I would say, smaller than it should be. It's a severely underrated show. But at the time, it was tiny, right? And mm-hmm. um, we just, uh, we had like, we felt like we had no voice and whatnot. But regardless, we did a Save the Experience campaign. I actually participated in that on Twitter. It's oh, one of gosh. the most positive experiences I've had regarding Twitter. Um, <laughs> I actually tweeted to Jeff Bezos directly because at this point, um, the rumors were leaning more heavily towards Amazon Prime Video. Um, so I tweeted to Jeff Bezos directly and I said, you know, if you save the expanse, I'll subscribe to Amazon Prime. Um, and then like a week after it was announced that the expanse was saved and it was going to find a new home at Amazon Prime. And it's the joke I like to tell is that Bezos saw my tweet and he's like, "All right, fine, I'll save the experience." So did I, you, the joke I like to make is I it? single-handedly saved the experience. Did you save the tweet? I no, you didn't. You're lying. <laughs> you stink. You stink. I know. I'm actually. I don't tweet that much, so I, I'm, it shouldn't be that hard for me to find. I think I'll I'll dig through and then I'll actually put it on the show notes uh, link if I do find it. But yeah, that was that was a fun ride in the sense that that. It was a, one of the few times that I feel like I um, the made a difference together. Yeah, and it felt like now again, is it possible that Amazon was already in the talks with? Um, nope, it wasn't. No nope. production committee. <laughs> it happened no, as right take, as that yeah, tweet it happened came in. Of me. It happened because of me. See, we're not budging from that. But yeah, it was uh, that was maybe, a fun time. Maybe Jeff was just you know on the toilet and he was on his phone finally, and he pulled up Twitter and he's like, "What's going on today?" And all of a sudden, yours was front page, and he's like, "Yeah, good idea." You know good idea. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out actually, uh, that Bezos himself is actually a personal fan of the Expanse, um, and he really he made that. He had said that beforehand, um, and I think that that uh, definitely played a role, like all jokes aside, in as far as like he wanted it to continue because I think mm-hmm. he read the books and he liked it. He liked the show, and so. Um, yeah, uh, so that's a little bit of a background history of the show for you that for those of you who are watching the show now or watching the show after season three came out, I'm just saying, you don't know what we went through. Um, hey, grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Time to take your meds, grandpa. Um, but regardless, we are talking about season three, episodes 10 through 13. Um, so dandelion sky that's episode 10 it's mm-hmm. holding on his way to the ring station that little spherical uh spaghetti monster bob blob <laughs> in the middle of the the ring yeah thing. he uh he's talking to miller <laughs> yeah okay so miller it, it it took me a second because i was 
relatively sure that that's not actually Miller. Um, that at first I thought it was like Miller's like mind got kind of deconstructed and became one with the proto molecule. That's yeah. not exactly what happened. It was more so that they kind of took his voice and his personality almost. But Miller is, for all intents and purposes, dead. This is just like how the proto molecule is projecting itself to Holden. Yeah, it's projecting itself as a familiar figure to Holden. Um, and I, I don't like he talks so cryptically, and I'm like, yeah. He, the thing is, he talks in ways that Miller talked, right? So it's it. I, I don't want to say make it seem like oh, it's just like it's basically an AI AI with uh, I don't know Miller's voice. It, it's not quite that distance from Miller. It it does have some of his mannerisms and whatnot. So Yeah, which is crazy to think that that you know, maybe that could that could be a thing. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Projection of consciousness. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's not uh, so if you have to uh, you know, on one side you have uh this is his consciousness become one with the proto molecule. That's one side. And the other side is literally just an AI with his voice. This is kind of somewhere more in the middle. Um, right. And so anyways, uh, the Martian ship has launched like a little drop ship uh, yeah. with Martian tank marines. Martian, and yeah, those things have are, missiles and rocket launchers and yeah, God, I, those I things are so things. cool. Yeah. Uh, so on board is our favorite Martian marine, uh, Bobby Draper. Bobby. Bobby. Along with uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, from Ooh. the Legend of the Ten Rings, a Marvel movie. Is <laughs> I a, never saw it. You never saw it? Hey, yeah. It was an okay movie, to be honest. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it a try then, if it was just okay. Yeah, I think you'd like it in the sense that there, uh, like the cultural stuff that was in there. Um, I like every other. I like every culture. Yeah. Um, I if you really want to get to know Pakistani culture, by the way, for those of you listening, this is. I know we're getting off topic a bit, but Miss Marvel is a very good. Uh, uh, look into Foxani American culture and Foxani culture as well. They do such a good job that I am shook. Every little line that they say, that the parents say, and just like talking about the experiences, like it has me uh-huh. literally like, like wiggling in my seat. Like I'm sitting here like a little kid laughing at everything because that's the stuff that my parents do. That's the stuff that I uh-huh. did. That's the stuff that my parents would say to me on these certain occasions. Or like mm-hmm. it, it is. It is a perfect, perfect rendition of the cult. Like, and I'll be honest with you. Apart from that, the writing is like mediocre at best. Like the characters, uh, like side characters, I would say are largely forgettable. The plot is like extremely plot convenient. Um, action is forgettable. The villains are meh. And yeah, so but other than that, like I would say I love it simply because I really feel like. This was made for me. Um, yeah, I started listening to uh, like traditional Arabic like music. <laughs> Dude, I, some of that stuff's good, man. I can't like. Well, the bad thing is like I, I can't understand it, right? So let's just preface <laughs> it with that. But like the music in America right now, like no, just no. I so, know, man. I like NF. <laughs> Well, he's fine. I, I can listen to him sometimes when I'm trying to like get depressed or something. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, uh, I just, I just want to listen to something that sounds like eloquent and nice, and like they're giving me a hug instead of punching me in the face. See what I'm saying? I don't know. 
Hey, I, dude, I, to- I totally get it. Um, I, uh, if you've seen Moon Knight, there's a really cool Arabic rap song in there, which I actually added on Spotify. If you want, I can send it to you. But it's, uh, sure. I like it a lot, and I don't understand Arabic either, by the way. But it was uh, that song like caught my ear right away, and I had to look it up. Yeah. But regardless, uh, back to expand. Back to exactly what um, we're not doing. Yeah, and so Bobby's coming down uh, for, uh, towards Holden, trying to intercept because you know Holden <clears throat> kind of blew up, or he's being <laughs> accused there. of blowing up a ship, and goes into the ring world. Like, and not only that, the Martians are furious at him because he took Tatachi and. Uh, renamed it to Ratanate and just literally just took the ship. Not he just yours. took the ship, you know? And, Baby goat. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's... Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever dealt with the military, but they don't quite like that. Well, uh, I mean, unless you're the U.S. military, but we won't talk about that. No, no, no. No, we don't... No, the U.S. military doesn't like to be stolen from either. We just... Leave we just leave stuff. stuff. Oh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, leave. it's a good idea. <laughs> good <laughs> idea. Come back and hurt us. Uh, but anyways, uh, at this point, Naomi Nagata is still back on the behemoth. Yes. And seeing her teammates take some bad juju. <laughs> yeah, so Naomi is like regretting being on the behemoth, behemoth and she wants With, to leave. Uh, and, yeah. What's his name again? The old, The old guy? Ashford. No, Ashford. That, why can't I think Ashford. of it? Yeah, he, um, he's terrible. Okay. Why do you think he's terrible? I'm not going to confirm nor deny, but I'm just curious. I don't know. He's just... He's just... He doesn't seem... I don't know. To me, he just seems like he's kind of out for his own personal gain. That's just me. I don't know. I just don't get a good vibe from him. Okay. Okay. No, the entire no, no. time, I... the entire time he's on screen, I'm like, eh. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I did say right that a lot of characters here are very hard to peg down. Um, you can tell that there's some stuff that he, and it, this is what I like about you know, well done TV shows when it comes to characters is good people do bad stuff sometimes yep. in the real world, and bad people do good stuff sometimes in the real world. Um, so it's not like, you know, the, the era of mustache twirling villains is long over that that's out the window. That that's not a thing anymore. These days we have gray villains for the most part. Um, we have villains, uh, like that. I would say at the very least we have villains where we expand on their background. So we at least understand their, uh, their why they're doing their it yeah yeah so like you know for the vulture for example on spider-man that's a perfect uh example in my opinion we had the vulture uh we know his reason so we can at least sympathize with it the villains in the expanse are even more subtle than that in the sense that it's like there's not really villains unless i guess maybe if you count the protomolecule as a villain which even then not really it it seems like an alien fungus that's just living and just does what it does but regardless as far as the human uh, mm-hmm. element goes there's no real villain so far it's just people they're doing what's in their own best interest for their own people right right even even Aaron Wright as heinous as that man was 
he did everything that he did to protect Earth. Yeah. Um, and that's twisted. I'm not trying to you know justify what he did. He he was a horrible human being, but and he was definitely a villain for sure. But you could even on a deeper level see his motivation, and you could at least see that like okay, in his own mind, he does not see himself as a villain. And then I'm sure to some Earther um, based people, they would also see him as not the villain, right? Yeah, because they're benefiting Earth. Exactly. Right. Um, so, yeah. And this is one of the things that I really love about the show. But regardless, yeah, uh, if you don't like Ashford, um, I totally get it. I think I had the same reaction for the longest time. And I ended up liking him, not necessarily, because, and I'm not saying this to like give away, oh, he becomes a good guy and he reveals himself to be a good guy or something like that. No, I like Joffrey a lot in Game of Thrones. And for those of you who know, he never ends up actually being a good guy. But um, you like Joffrey? Yeah, Aww. dude, he was such a little turd. Oh, my God. He was awesome. Mind you of yourself, huh? <laughs> Basically. Uh, but yeah, I just um, with Joffrey. He was a well-written character. And I think Ashford, I realized a little bit later, like, wow, this is such a very, very well-written character. Um, but anyways. And at this point on the the UNN ship, I almost said Agatha King, but I think it's like Prince. Thomas Prince. Th- Thomas Prince, yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thomas Prince. Um, Melba. Who is actually, what is it, Clarissa Mal? Clarissa Mal? Yeah. yeah. She's a wackadoodle. Yeah. She's a... Okay, so we got to see a little bit of the background. Where we see that Jules Pierre was not... Surprise, surprise, he's not a great father either. Right. Um, <laughs> Oops. Yeah, so he had clearly played favorites. And he, he despite Clarissa being a more respectful, uh, responsible, and dutiful daughter, loyal daughter even... Um, Jules still seemed to prefer Julie. Um, again, and I, I have noticed this sometimes with certain parents where you'll have a kid who's just overall, he's more obedient. He does everything that you've ever wanted, but the parent will still prefer the rebel child. And I I don't know. Maybe they see like, oh, this kid's more of a challenge or he has more quote unquote character, whatever the hell that means. Um so well, my, and my thing, too, is with that child that's more obedient, like, think about how much that child could learn if they were just to learn from you. Yeah, rather than you just kind of ignoring them, right? Just kind of ignoring what they should have, you know what I mean? Like, how much further that child would be ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. And every child's different, so, you know, it's it's not like... Yeah. Like, everybody's got the same blueprint. Agreed. Um. So... At this point, uh, what's it called? Her name, Tilly. She recognizes Clarissa. Um, and because Tilly was actually back at that party. She's from that rich, you know, rich circle. So she recognizes. I mean, Jules Pierre Mao is like, what, one of the richest human beings in the galaxy? Like, yeah. Um, I so, mean, he had that sick ass ship that looked like a sword almost. Yeah, the, uh, the Razorback. Yeah. Are you talking about that luxury ship? That was the that luxury one. In? Yeah, that that ship was pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie, I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, Tilly goes back to uh, that preacher lady Anna, 
and talks to her about like you know who should uh, I see someone who I think might need help and whatnot, and then preacher lady's like you should go help her, which oh we know is going to end up being the death of Tilly. So yep. then she she stuck her through the ceiling. Oops. Yeah. Um. So at this point, I think Holden is on the. He's on the, the station. Sheet. He's yeah. getting there. Yeah. Yeah. He's at the station. He goes into the core of the station, basically, at which point the Marines follow him. And then they, uh, they're not really believing him. And he, Holden is not exactly doing a great job at um, portraying his lack of crazy. Right. To which, uh, Shang-Chi, who's a Lieutenant actually, Talks of the Marines me. here, opens fire on Holden. And he actually, I think, also threw a grenade. And the yeah, station was... <laughs> did not like that. That was awesome. Station did not like that. So the station literally picks up the lieutenant and just chops him up into bite-sized pieces. So, uh, like, was it going to fry him up and put him in a soup? Like, <laughs> like what was that station? Like, did the station I think the station him? just got angry and just like, you know what? No. And then the station adjusts the allowed speed within the sphere which is crazy which yeah and that but it but doesn't it have de- a preset speed it did it, it had it remember they had like a specific uh speed that they were allowed to go at and then they can't exceed that right um and they did that with a missile remember when they entered the sphere they saw mm-hmm. how fast the missile were going and then they're like okay we'll just go underneath that speed um so but what if it saw, wasn't what if it was still too much? <laughs> well, that's what happened, right? Like when they when um Lieutenant Ten Rings open fired. Lieutenant uh, Ten Rings. <laughs> it's a perfect name, actually. It rolls off the tongue really well. I'm I'm kind of impressing myself on that one. Good but enough. yeah, when he opened fired, <laughs> the the ring saw it as a him as a threat. And apparently the ring must be pacifist or something, or pretends to be pacifist. And Reduce the speed after killing Lieutenant Ten Rings. And that is a big no-no when it comes to physics. Because if you decelerate that quickly and you're not strapped down, you're in for a bad ride. And oh my god, was the Thomas Prince in for a bad ride. Because, I mean, that was just horrific. Um, Like, it, 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 for me, it just looks like they shook him. Like, pretty much shook him like a bag of popcorn to death. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that it was literally like throwing a bunch of toys in, like, a bag and then just swinging it around. <laughs> That's terrible. I shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was... It, and, and so I'm not going to announce necessarily we're starting a new episode when we're talking about, like, you know, from one episode to the next because every event kind of just bleeds into the next these last four episodes were very easy to just hit play next episode play next episode yeah um but anyways um so anna like kind of wakes up and she's like in a hallway and everyone's just like i said horrific scene blood everywhere people and then didn't they say something about like uh in space your blood doesn't like it doesn't, clot G, yeah. it doesn't clot properly, so like you just keep bleeding, basically. So, and when you're in zero G, um, 
like fluids, right? They kind of just when you're when the, when they're in the body, your heart is pumping the blood through your veins and right. arteries. Right. So it's going around. Right. But circulating. It, yeah, exactly. But when it's cut open like that, the liquid is kind of just collecting there, not allowing the blood to. And depending on the size of the cut, that's that's it's pretty problematic. Um, now again, I don't know if this is like real science-wise, but I mean, it's something, right? It sounds real enough, right? Uh, at to which, um, so I yeah. wonder if that if I wonder if you stepped on another planet, if they didn't have the proper gravity, do you think your blood would still pump? I imagine your blood will still pump, yeah. Okay. Because um, the blood is still pumping in the in the spaceships, right, where they have no gravity whatsoever. Mm. Right now, mm, now if you're on a planet like Jupiter where the gravity is way stronger, in fact, I think your heart may pump harder because it's having to hold up like greater. It's having to work harder too. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, imagine getting a cardio workout in Jupiter. Oh my gosh. Five you five like, minutes and you're done? Yeah, five minutes and you got like an hour's worth of cardio on Earth. You know, I, I might actually just prefer that, to be honest. Just give me that five minutes. It's going to be a sucky oh, five, five minutes, minutes of death. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd rather I'd rather do that. It's just, dude, the one hour just feels... So like long. a long time. Yeah, it's long. Relatively. But anyways, on the behemoth... Um, which this ship is a capital ship that was built to be a church ship, by the way. So let, let's put that in a context with everything. When it's like a, uh, what's it called, a ghetto setup for, <laughs> the, for the behemoth. It, looks it literally ghetto. is. It is literally a church <laughs> that was retrofitted to become a bunker, essentially. Like It's like if someone went to a church and then like started setting up uh you know sandbags and whatnot it's not gonna look exactly right like a zombie apocalypse type deal basically so ashford's like we need to spin the drum because we need gravity right like right there's people dying if these people die we don't we're not gonna have enough people to even man their ship um so for those of you but at first know, he was talking about firing on everybody and that thing Remember at first he was talking oh. about blowing that thing up with that laser com laser. Yeah, he was talking about um, lasering the. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was before or after this, but it was lasering, uh, sending I think a communications laser through the uh, the ring with, to no, warn everyone it... outside it to not go in. Was that was that before? Or after? I think it was after. Hmm, I guess. Maybe it was after. Maybe you're right because he, I guess he got scared about what just happened. Right. That's so, right. Because, you know, it's like a first things first kind of thing. We need to, you know, care for everyone that just got absolutely blasted in all three <laughs> ships, right? Because there's a Martian ship that shoots in, the Behemoth, and the Thomas Behemoth, Prince. So there's, Thomas there's Prince. a lot of... And then they, they each have little ships around them too, yeah. don't they? Oh, yeah. They got like little... I don't even know what you would call them. Frigates? I, I don't know. But Land yeah, cruiser it's... deals? It's a, yes. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so anyways, the uh, the behemoth does start spinning the drum, and they achieve, I don't know if it's like exactly Earth-level gravity, but they achieve some form of gravity, which is enough to at least get the um, 
proper medical care to everyone. And he does a great thing in that he offers that all the Why'd you emphasize that, huh? Emphasize what? <laughs> that he does a great thing? Great thing? <laughs> I'm just trying to point out to you that Ashford is an awesome... I'm joking. Um, but he... I'm just... Uh, again, <clears throat> it just... If you're watching this for the first time, which you are, actions like what he just did, you, you can't help but think, is this a... Is there an ulterior motive to this? Right? Like, is he inviting... Like, when I first heard, like, he was inviting the Earth and Martian soldiers onto his ship to get medical care inside the drum. Um, is he doing that so that all the soldiers are under his watch and then, you know, he can hold them hostage if he right. needs to. Um, so that definitely came to my mind. The other, so the other thing that I did want to talk about was the actual spinning of the drum. For those of you who don't know, my, to my understanding for physics in space, since there's no gravity, you can create an auto, almost artificial gravity by just spinning. So if you ever play the game called Elite Dangerous, you'll see just about every one of the stations has that exact mechanism. It's just a big spinning ring-like station because that's how you create artificial gravity. Uh, the center point of that circle becomes a point of gravity, so to speak. Right. Um, that's why if, if you look at just about a lot, I want to say all, but most of sci-fi um, based stations. shows or movies for the past several decades, they've all been like that. They've all had, uh, even like Gundam. If you look at the, yep. the ring stations on Gundam, they're ring stations. They're circular. They're spinning. Yep. They're creating artificial gravity. So, um, What's that big MMORPG and it's in space? EVE Online. EVE Online. Isn't that like don't you like buy with real money like planets and stuff? No, nah, not planets, but ships. You can buy with real money, and some people I'm sure do. But yeah, those that game is so cool to just hear about. Yeah, there's no way we could play. I was just saying because that reminds me of Expanse. Oh yeah, a lot of um, Eve players really like the Expanse. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's at this point where Clarissa, she gets in her little mech suit and leaves the Thomas Prince. He uh, is going to hurt somebody. Yeah. Uh, so Naomi arrives in the Rasenate where Alex and um, what's his face? Wait, is it because she was taking those chemicals, right? She's the one that has the chemical. Yeah, you're talking about Clarissa? Yeah, so what is that? Uh, steroids, no, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it is something. She'll sort. take it, and she's like, eh, 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 and then she gets yeah, all, like, like, jack. Yeah, it's like a mixture of TRTHH and cocaine, I guess. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> straight into the bloodstream. <laughs> um, straight to the top. Yeah, so at this point, Naomi arrives in the Rasenate, and Alex and... Um, I was about to say Holden, but Alice and Amos are knocked out because, again, yep. the whiplash and whatnot. And they didn't um, die, which I was like, I, I'm surprised somebody didn't die in all this on the Rasenade crew. Yeah, but, you know, a little bit of plot armor never hurt anyone. I mean, literally never oh, hurt nice. anyone because plot armor doesn't <laughs> get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so 
Clarissa is like killing Naomi, like demanding where Holden is, and then Anna appears oh. and she electrocutes and downs Clarissa. Downs her and downs her. Yeah. <laughs> and then oh Bobby gosh. is with Holden, who's regained consciousness, and then he's like, "I have seen the world. I have." Uh, he starts like some prophet type yeah, crap. Yeah, basically. Um. And yeah, so that's the end of that episode, starting with Congregation. Um, Clarissa's restrained in the medical bay, and they they have a restraint on her as well, in the sense of uh, preventing her from taking that... Uh, chemical restraint, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chemical restraint, that's it. Um, oh yeah, that's one thing we... I did want to talk about. When Tilly, like you can see when she's dying, uh, she has like tears in her eyes, right? And the, the tears are just floating in her eyes right there. That has to be so uncomfortable. Oh, like it just keeps bothering your eyes? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like all the tears just welling up in your eyes constantly, and you can't even like... And she can't move a lot, right? Because there's a spear in her chest. Uh, Spear. Yeah. Gosh, that's terrible. What a terrible way to die. Your eyes screwed up, and you got a spear through your chest. That's awful. Yep. Um... So Holden is a prisoner on the DMC and dropship, remember? And yes, yes. That one guy, the um, he's one. He's not a lieutenant. He's definitely ranked under Bobby, right? Because Bobby's a sergeant, so he's like corporal at best. And I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, and he's he's just a gun happy idiot. Like I didn't like him. No. Uh, no, uh, he he seemed. I I just didn't. I don't. I just kind of forgot about him. <laughs> yep. To be honest with you. So a lot happens here, and I'm kind of, kind of at this point shotgun through it because it's a lot that it, it's not too much. Uh, it's not too necessary to go into details. But anyways, uh, he arrives in the behemoth, and Holden is kind of restrained, and uh, Asher just claims him to be crazy. Right. Uh, at this point, the de- the ring has been deemed dangerous, and Ashford gets together with the captain of the Thomas Prince as well yep. as the Shusen. The Amsarian ship. Yeah, and tells both, and they kind of all agree that, like, you know what, we need to destroy the ring, which we'll be stuck here forever, but at least we'll have given our lives to uh, destroying this ring, which prevents, you know the rest of mankind from getting into right. it. Uh, and, that's and then he just... blasts that one guy. Blasts that one guy. His, uh, he shoots him. Is that one of his own crewmates? Yeah. That was a little later. That's when he... Um, when Holden talks to Miller and... and he, um, Miller, and so Okay, so what's been going on ship-wise is that the center station ring spaghetti monster thing has been doing is... It pulled all of the ships in the area and kind of kept them around orbit. Kind of like a, I have you right where I want you. And if you mess with me, I will destroy all of you at the same time. Pretty much. Um, so it's done that and it's holding basically all these ships hostage. And this is at this point when they said we can try and sending a tight beam laser communication through the ring, you know, at least warning the other ships not to come through. Um, right. Beyond that, they did, <clears throat> they do plan on destroying the ring again to not let anyone come in. Um, That's crazy. Oh, another thing that happened actually, uh, 
drummer and Ashford were like talking. Uh, and when, she was working on something. Yeah, she was working on something. And then whenever the speed instantly changed, she got crushed underneath like the mechanical uh, work. Yeah, some like forklift mechanical. kind of thing. Yeah. And the only way that they were going to survive was if she kind of sacrificed her legs, which she does in a very painful and brutal way Oof. to get Ashford out. And Ashford saves her, and then she kind of gets her own mechanical legs, and she becomes like a bio. Mech. Yeah, that, that was kind of cool. Not I know. Really I, that was cool. I just, like, all I could think the entire time when she was putting on them legs and, like, starting to, like, move about and fight and whatever, I was like, man, that's one badass, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know that. That's awesome. Drummer, drummer, Um, like I said, keep your eye out on Drummer. She's She's pretty awesome. Um, Did she ever get her legs back? Can neither confirm nor deny, my friend. Dang it. Uh, and, yeah, so they send out a nuclear bomb as well, uh, which lets off, which just angers, all it does is anger the uh, the station more. Right. Yeah. And Why would they, yeah, see, and then when they were doing that, I was like, come on, we, you guys just learned the hard way. Why, why you got to do it again? I mean, that's how we do it, right? Even as kids, we just like, oh, anthill, let, quick, drop a firecracker down it. Uh, oh, just, that's terrible. I didn't do that as a kid. What are you doing? I mean, I didn't do it as a kid, but that's like the stereotypical <laughs> thing, right? It's just like, or like the anthill. You remember magnifying the ant glass? Movie? Yes, the magnifying glass. I the never did movie? that with an ant. Ant bully? No, I remember ants, the old Disney movie. Ants. Yeah, you never watched Ant Bully? That was like mid two thousands, no. I think. Uh -oh. The voice actor is from Ang from Avatar: Last Airbender. Oh no, we have to watch it. <laughs> um, it is honestly not that great of a movie, but it was. I think it was good for kids for sure. I'm gonna actually show that to my kids actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for new stuff to show the kids. Uh, but regardless, uh, and then the final episode, Abaddon's Gate, which, my God, that is such an awesome name for an episode. Abaddon, I think, historically was like some god of chaos under one culture. I don't, uh, oh, apparently it's a Hebrew word. Yes. About that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, not, if you look him up, it's a picture of like, like a fiery demon. So yeah, regardless, not not a great, not a great look, but it's a cool name. Well, um, <laughs> and so Holden starts uh, explaining that like you know we need to shut down all the nuclear reactors everywhere at once. Yeah, yeah. and we need to because we they the ring thinks that we're a threat and it has we need to digress the situation. Yeah, it has no problem wiping us out. Um, now what ends up happening is that Ashford's like. Nah, dog. <laughs> I'm destroying the ring. I do not and, like you. <laughs> and, and this is when Ashford shoots that one guy because he's like, you know, if if you're if Holden is wrong, then we just power on the the nuclear the the reactors again, and we're good, right? We just continue with your plan. But right. Ashford, if you're wrong, we die for nothing. So, or we die unnecessarily. Right. Right. And at this he point, he does uh, not like that. <laughs> yeah, he does not. At this point, the um, the Martians 
the Martian captain, she sends her Marines in to stop the, to stop uh, the broadcast, broadcast yeah, yep. by Anna. And Anna. luckily for Amos and Alex. Um, Amos and Alex, it was Bobby that showed up. Yeah, no. And luckily for them, the, uh, the OPA stole the Martian suits because, dude, if, if Amos and Alex had that, that would have been over. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but they didn't. So they get into a firefight. Um, Alex comes out and he tries to negotiate a bit, at which point that one gun-happy, gun trigger-happy moron um, like tries to force his way in, at which point Bobby and the other Martian girl fight, and Alex kills that one guy. And Bobby is shot in the process, so she's bleeding out. And then some OPA soldiers come in to try and shoot it out. And it's like a last-ditch effort thing. I mean, this it was a massive firefight. Yep. And then um, I remember uh, at this point, awesome. Clarissa feels bad for everything she's done. And then she attacks the OPA soldiers, getting shot in the process. And she shuts down the nuclear reactor, causing that chain reaction thing that she learned from that the Earth engineer and oh yeah that's right yeah so all the nuclear reactors shut down which i don't understand they shut down for just a behemoth but i guess other ships caught wind and they're like all right fine we'll shut down our reactor um oh yeah they never said anything to anybody else because they couldn't i guess no they did the other ships were seeing broadcast too but i guess once they saw the behemoth they're like all right we'll follow suit oh, okay um, that's okay that, okay that makes more sense when i was thinking i was like wait what yeah we're good um. Yeah. So at this point, the rings like, all right, we cool, <laughs> and then we're good. Um, at this point, Holden sees a vision where he's like on this one planet, looking into the ring world. Um, and opens up thirteen hundred ring worlds. So. These, the, these the portal. portals, yeah, these portals open up access to 1,300 systems where, you know, we, in our uh, solar system, right, that's one system. We have the star, the sun, soul, as, you know, we started calling it when referencing, in reference to other stars. So you have soul, our system, you know, Mercury, Venus, Earth, uh, all that. We call it soul? Yeah, soul is the name of our star. We can't just call it the sun oh. because Oh, oh okay. So, okay, right. that's what you're saying. That, yeah. I thought you were like, well, yeah, so, so okay, you're good. Yeah. I'm on the right track with what yeah, you're yeah. saying. So our our sun is called a soul, right? There's there's other stars which will have their own systems like Bellatrix and then whatnot. There's different stars, systems, and whatnot. So yeah. these 1,300 are all... Ha- they said habitable. Now, I don't know how they've realized right away that it was habitable, but I'm sure they kind of like peeked through. It's like, holy crap, that's green down there. Peeked through another one. Holy crap, that's more green down there. Uh, <laughs> but it seems... So do you, think, do you think that's how our universe is? I hope so, dude. Dude, I... It has to be. I'll be it has honest to with be. You, There's no way. Barring all the dangerous stuff that comes to the protomolecule, I would love for a ring world to open up and we're just like, do this 1300 worlds out here. I mean, I'm sure that we will still find a way to fight 
But my God, could you imagine like all the resources that we could use from all no, the worlds? Like, and then depending on which world you go to, you get you get certain powers. Become a Mistborn. You're right. Oh That'd my super cool. God! Maybe expands and Mistborn haven't connected this entire time. Uh, Stop your mouth. So, anyways, yeah, this um, that was so cool. This, though. I mean, this, and it's okay. No, so now imagine this: you watch season three. You end on this, and the show's canceled. I was bashing my head into the wall. I was. This is why I was so upset. I'm like, but at the same time, to be honest with you, the way that the show ended, like, so the proto the proto molecule was technically. If we see it as we see it now, the proto molecule was there to do something good for humankind. Quote unquote. Um. Okay, so the way I would describe this show is that it's not that. It did good. It just did. gave options. You're yeah, right. It no, just it gave an did. option. Yeah. Like um, the right. proto molecule. Right. It just, it just re- did what I guess it was designed to do, so to speak. Right. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I like it just. It, it does what's in its nature, right? Like the tree is not doing "quote unquote" good by providing you shade. It's, it's just, just an operation of yeah, the tree. It's just doing what a tree does. Um, oh so I, that's how I, I love would, trees. <laughs> okay, you tree hugger. No, no. Um, so oh, this is just like a. Uh, I would I would put the pro molecule on that level. I think. Um, but yeah, man, this this opens up everything, and you know he says himself that we know that this will be a blood-soaked gold rush. We as humans, we just can't help it. We just can't. This for Why? you as the audience when you watch this, you can't help but get excited. But the show brings you right back into reality when it's like, yeah, this is cool, but we all know what's gonna happen. We all know guns ablazing. Yeah, guns is, ablazing. You think that? Uh, so okay. Question for you: Where do you think the world of the expanse, the factions, the the people? What do you think happens moving forward? What do we always do? Where we're gonna freaking fight over resources because we think that we're not doing it all together? Okay, it's so, it's the, it's the same. If, if we're talking about actual, do you, do you human, think the belt has an advantage going in to these worlds? Like um, so, now that you know about, uh, uh, based off everything that you know about the cultures of Earth, Mars, and Belt, and the location, and the technolo- technological prowess, the uh, the 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 goals of each uh, faction, what like do you have any predictions? I don't know. I think. Well, I do. I mean, I just from what I see is that. The Belters might have a leg up considering they've lived in space for so long. So they might be used to some things that are not normal. Okay. Um, but going through that gate, you don't know what you're going to get. Maybe the OPA goes through this gate and all of a sudden something wipes them out. Maybe Earth goes to this gate and Earth gets a hug from its visitor or for its visitors. And then, you know, maybe the Martians going through a gate and it's like, now they have to war with this faction. Like, it, there's just so many possibilities because, I mean, there's 1,300. So, like, how many different of those are going to be negative? How many are going to be positive? How much is And then you have to fight between the three factions that are here in our galaxy. 
So there's like nobody really has a leg up. Everybody's kind of on the same playing field. It's like a yeah. restart. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, I I also think that the ring when you're inside the ring world, like the I, okay, so let's just call it the ring center, right? Because um, from the ring center, you have access to all these other systems, right? So when you're in that center, you have an insane military advantage. Right, because they're coming in through a choke point. Yes, so like you can stop. It's like building a wall. Like you can have a like a, a bunch of ships up there, and just be like, "Oh, something comes through here and can't like do this, communicate this or that." Like, nope, yeah. blow it up. I agree. So I just wanted to throw that out there just to get you to think about it. And uh, and I'm not saying this as a um spoiler for anything that was literally the first thing i thought of whenever they first went to the ring and i saw the little center there i'm like man that like if you had a lot of food and water stored up and ships on the inside of the ring center and anyone was coming in through the this is before the other ring worlds were even open you could like literally camp the entrance and just survive for years now you have Camping. no sunlight so you could never really grow food yeah them, i know what but... you did in call of duty you camped, didn't you? Yeah. No, I, I actually didn't, man. I hated campers. I always found that tactic so boring. Yeah, I, I can't. That's why I like I Battlefield because I could just destroy the buildings around you, so you could. Not. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyways, that 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 those games were awesome, but yeah. So yeah, the the fact that somebody could sit on the inside there, like that's so dumb. Like, don't do that. I agree. But. Um, that will about cover it from us for that episode. So next time we'll be covering season four under Amazon. We'll be covering season four episodes one through four. And I will tell you guys right now, visually speaking, this show gets an upgrade. Now I did listen to an interview, um, with Ty Frank, who's actually one of the authors for expands. And he had a really big hand in making the TV show. He said that the budget really didn't go up that much when they went under Amazon. Now that's his words. He maybe I don't know. For I don't. What's know. not that much to him? Five mil. Right, right. Which I mean, these authors are not that rich, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, they're relatively well off, but they're not like you know billionaires or anything. But I do agree with you. Like, uh, what does not much mean now? I, I I want to tend to agree with him, but at the same time, like the visual quality is just so much better that it's kind of like, okay, but what happened? Did you guys suddenly get new talent in the company when you were doing right. some of the camera work, or hired a how, few more? Maybe. Yeah, did, or did you just hire or buy a better camera or something like that? I don't know, but regardless, um, visually speaking, this. Uh, moving forward, the show gets a massive upgrade when it comes to visual quality. That's awesome. Um, which I thought the show was already very beautiful to begin with, so this is just really nice to see. Anyway, net positive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that will about cover it from us for that episode. Uh, like I said, season four, episodes one through four. I'd rather do four now, and then we can do three and then three and then finish off the show or finish off the season because uh, these next two seasons are 10 episodes, not an awkward 13. So, that, which I guess I don't know if it's awkward because we're going to watch four episodes anyways. But you get my point. Regardless, <laughs> we will see you all next time. See you, everyone. See you.